Um, and then any 34 year old woman on uh, every season of The Bachelor who's treated like she's Rose from the Titanic. I just love Seriously. that they do that. When they're and, and the younger women are like, so what was life like in the 80s? Yeah. Was it hard? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, Can, it was hard. Please, please, ma'am, ma'am, make the dial up sound again. Make that <laughs> ma- majestical. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number 528 of the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy and we're committed to educating you on things entertaining but do not matter. To find out more about these synthetical pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Podcast, and we're on Twitter at PodcastPod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking old freaking people in pop culture. <laughs> but before we do that, if you are listening on Wednesday, November 1st, before 5 p.m. Central, then you still have time to snag some merch from our shop. Just head to knoxandjamie.shop right this second. Seriously, I want you to pause the episode so you don't miss out. We'll wait. Okay, now that you've handled the business, also this week is my birthday and the perfect birthday gift you could give to me is subscribing to our newsletter called Note for the Audio. It costs no dollars and we send you a fun email every week featuring behind the scenes, curated content, and some of our favorite things on the internet. Now the theme of this episode today is aging and our entire staff at the PMG shared their favorite product in aging well that comes out on Friday, November 3rd. I included my go-to book and guru for all things skincare and a four-step skincare routine from a brand you can find at Target and Amazon that will cost less than $85 and last you several months, which will truly transform your skin. So head to noxandjamie.com slash newsletter or hit the link in the show notes to sign up. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, Jamie, let's, can we address the elephant in the room? Can we, can we just like, I'm getting let, older, let but better. That Listen, was, I'm the, I realize I'm the senior adult at our company, the PMG. I am the old, I'm the only Gen Xer. I'm sorry. I, that was not, I was not trying to be ageist. I was trying to talk about, we have, we're now a quad box you know, of people recording. Oh, 
I thought it that was makes about it, my birthday. I know. How dare I, you? I was. It was going to be a crescendo. This is my birthday right? month. We can't make stuff about other people. It's my technically birthday this month. is October. And it's not your birthday month. Uh, you know, people are listening to this in my birthday month. So yes, but that's we're recording we it. Uh, Spirit of the law. It's October. I just Fair wanted enough. to. There's a. There's an energy shift. It's weird. You've taken my emotional support coworker from my room. Well, see, like so I, I don't, we, I'm sure we talked about this and people may or may not know, but when we record, um, Jason lurks off screen as the editor so he can listen to like what he needs to and work opens on opens drinks loudly. That's right. Very loudly into <laughs> yeah. the microphone. Um, uh, and then Aaron and Jamie share the same kind of like feed. So their audio exists on one feed and Aaron is kind of off camera. I can never see her, but you can feel her presence, Jamie. <laughs> um, and like sometimes she comes into uh, view. Now Aaron is in a different room. And she's on her own screen. So I can see away. her. She's got her own audio. This is like a whole new thing. It's a whole new world. And I forgot that that was happening. Mm-hmm. And when I saw her coming off the other, she goes, okay, see you later. And I was like, oh, wait, what? Where are you going? It immediately changed yeah. the vibe. It immediately it changed did. the vibe. It did. I was like, because because also she was like, I'm so excited. And I was like, how dare you be excited about leaving It's me. not leaving you. Maybe it's she meant a, your birthday. She was excited That about is what it is. I was excited yeah. about your birthday. And... So excited that I didn't want to be in the same room with you for two hours. <laughs> it's just a new fun thing. That's all. I know. It's fine. Uh, so we're, we're, we're talking aging. We're talking old people uh, on the episode today. Um, I, I just want to ask, like, uh, you know, this isn't anything we prepped or is in the rundown, but like biggest way you noticed you're getting old, like straight up. Jamie, what do you got? Oh, my estrogen is dropping. Listen, welcome to yeah. perimenopause. We're all doing great. Listen, and guess what I've learned? Everything will go wrong in your entire body from tip to taint. Because okay. of losing estrogen. It yeah. is a struggle. And so that's the biggest way. Because I haven't had the vision issues that other people have. Because uh, I have an astigmatism. So it corrects for me. It's very nice. I, and mm-hmm. I, I couldn't drive at night at 19. So that hasn't really changed. Wow. So what about you? What have you noticed? You're 40. You're in your 40s. Yeah, I just, I'm still 41. 40. Not 40s yet. I'm still 40. Some people are saying barely in the 40s, honestly, if you True. go like yeah, Roman Catholic calendar. Uh, loud noises really break me down. <laughs> really break me down. Loud concerts. I'm just like, I don't know. I just think we should leave. I just, I don't, I don't you like it. You need to it. get those headphones that babies wear at concerts. <laughs> I, I would love to. That'd be great. Also, I, I suffer um, shadow injuries during my sleep. During the live shows, mm-hmm. I pulled a hamstring uh, sleeping after uh, yeah. one of the performances and then at some point this week, I sprained my ankle while I was sleeping. And it just, that doesn't feel great. Yeah, you're, you know? you're rolling with Aaron. What's happening? I know. I know. I, I hesitated even bringing up the ankle thing because no offense, Aaron. I just didn't want to be tossed, you know, into your, into your category yet. But that's fine. Yeah. Aaron, beyond the obvious, is there anything we, we don't know about? Really what, what's, what cinched it for me was when I fell in my pickle fall, I expected mm. to hear laughter. And instead I heard, <gasps> ma'am, are you Okay. And that's wow. what that's it. That's what Start. did it for me. That's when you know you're old. Is when people don't get joy. Yeah, yeah. It was they were worried. That was painful. Well, I'm excited to have this conversation about aging because um, I think I think we started. I started as an ageist. I've kind of mellowed out. Have um, you? Jamie has uh, started as really kind of a centrist with aging, and now yeah. you've gotten really radical. Um, so I'm interested because to I see did not want to see Jennifer Aniston and John Hamm have sexual relations on the morning show. I yeah. just felt like they were too old. I didn't. I wanted. I wasn't ready to watch people in their fifties have sexy time. Yeah, enjoy your loneliness with that take because everyone wants uh, to see that. Um, Jamie, do you want to talk uh, maybe some like notable performances in the realm of aging? Yes. So listen, this, I come from this from a perspective of some people handle aging great. Some people do not handle it as well. Sure. 
here's some things that I think have done aging well. What is, when you think about what is the best movie to make the aging process a critical component of the plot, and it was one of the first films to really embrace uh, aging technology. I got I to gotta say Benji Button. That's that is that exactly one. right. F. Scott yeah. Fitzgerald, 1922 short story, which I did not know that. That was just a fun fact I learned today. I don't think I knew that either. Uh, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Aaron, you're looking at us shocked as if we should all know the short stories. I, I but feel I, like see, I'm going to get called be- out a lot now. You are, because that <laughs> was a lot of shock. Like how you were, it was almost, it was embarrassed shock. Like yeah. I'm embarrassed it was shock for, for Knox, honestly, the English oh, major. Right. Wait, what? That doesn't seem fair. Come on. Not what the um, F? Is this what this is? I'm going to get, rea- I'm going to get strays from you now. I'm sorry, I can't. It's hard. We're sitting here straight on now. It's tough. I'm going to do a better acting job. I'm sorry. I'll shut good, up good, now. Good. Use that theater yeah. degree. Okay, look now. So the movie follows obviously Brad Pitt who is a character who has a strange disease that makes him age backward. And listen, the special effects in that movie still hold up. I watched this this past year. I was like, you know, for a movie that came out so long ago, this really, it does a great job. Kudos to David Fincher for leaning all the way in because watching Brad Pitt act as a baby, he's excellent. Like he's really, really good. And so I think that's a great example because there's a lot of de-aging that has not been good. Uh, Captain Marvel uh, with Samuel L. Jackson, Mm. not good, not good. But this was excellent work, particularly when he's dancing with Taraji P. Henson as like a, like a eight-year-old baby. Yeah. He's like an old man. It's so good. I love it. And then the other thing that I think has done really well, and I think the people who have cornered the market on aging in Hollywood are all the dermatologists who work in Beverly Hills. Kudos to them. Let's talk about who has really done the best work. Let's talk first about Jamie Foxx. I was watching Jamie Foxx in The Burial on Amazon Prime. It's an excellent film. And I was like, he's 56. And he still looks 35 minimum. Like, it's unparalleled. And look, kudos to the dermatologist who did his hair transplant. Because he looks fantastic. Like, that's an ideal hair transplant. It looks really good, allegedly. Although... (laughs) The dermatologist practically did an interview about it. So it's kind of like, that's a HIPAA situation, but no matter. Then, of course, there's Jennifer Lopez. Now, she tells you she only uses olive oil on her skin. That is false. We have photographic evidence that will tell us that there has been an ejection here or there. Okay? And I think that she's probably had some filler and she's had Botox, but they've done an excellent job. She looks stunning. When she's in those McDonald runs with sad Ben Affleck, She's stunning. It doesn't matter that she's like drinking a crispy Diet Coke. Like she looks amazing. And then George Clooney. Listen, George Clooney is one of the first celebrities that owned his plastic surgery. I was like, yeah, I had my eyelids done. What? I look great. And he does. He looks great. So many people have had that surgery is called blepharoplasty. And it, listen, as somebody who has hooded eyes and wants that surgery, listen, I look at Blake Lively and Taylor Swift and I go, I also want that surgery. Y'all look amazing. You did a great job. Is that the one that's like secretly everyone's getting that, but no one's yes. talking about it? No one talks about it, but there's so many people who've gotten that surgery because Jennifer Lawrence got that surgery. Like it's very common in Hollywood because it just opens up your eyes. Uh, you, Emma Stone, Emma Stone has gotten it. I think they just went in a circle and were like, let's do a group deal. Let's use a group on and all group three on. of us can get it. Shout out. Um, and then finally, of course, the iconic, who do, when I, th- when I say to you, people aging well, and almost miraculously in Hollywood, who is the first person you think of? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Thank yeah. you, Jason. That's exactly That's right. Did I get it right? You did. Paul Rudd. Oh. Listen, Paul Rudd is 54 years old. And does he step on his wife? Allegedly. 
no matter. I would. Wait, 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 I would, wait, 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 wait. People get How allegedly excited. is that allegedly? I need like a percentage scale. It's mysterious. It's probably 40% allegedly. What? There have been women who've said they've seen uh, the Paul's Rudd. You know what I mean? Uh, and so. Ant-Man was the joke. Paul's Ant-Man. That's what it was. You want to do it, it again? <laughs> Run it again. Three, two, one. Ant-Man? You think you call it Ant-Man? I mean, what's a Rudd, right? Like, what are we doing <laughs> you here? You know We're what splitting hairs with, with penile <laughs> nicknames. <laughs> But anyway, what he's done is he's had laser facials because he's really just taken really good care of his skin. It's not like he's had. Now, If you, could you sell me on he's probably had a facelift? Yes. Like, for sure. Um, and it looks amazing. What? Big sigh. Aaron, got to get to the bottom of that. Talk to me. Sorry. What are we You're thinking? You're on Google. You're looking at stuff. What I am seeing? looking what at seeing? the, the uh, booty plasty. What did you call it? Blafara plasty. Uh, yeah, it, it's very subtle, but it makes a big it's, difference. It makes a big difference. Look at little Renee Zellweger. Incredible. Yes. My hers was probably too much. Oh, you think so? It probably went too okay. wide. I think they might have gone too wide because she was so iconically known for her little disappearing mm-hmm. eyes. And uh, they might have gone too hard. Interesting. Here's, I'm thinking in the moment here, since this is a a Brave New World, part of me wants to make Aaron screen share the entire recording (laughs) so we can just see what she's Googling. See what's going on over there? I don't know. I think as as two people who uh, uh, are ADHD survivors, (laughs) I don't know that we would thrive. That that might be very distracting for me. And I do just want to say, Aaron, care to comment? I'm on bookanalysis.com slash... Uh, well, the slash isn't important. Uh-oh. And uh, <laughs> oh. uh, Benjamin Button, uh, it doesn't even make their top 10 of best F. Scott Fitzgerald uh, books. So is that really such a strange thing for me not to know? I, just, mm, I, don't, I don't know. know. I just felt like you were the guy who would know it. And that, I don't know. I'm just, I was just, it was shocking. A lot of aggressive me. hand gestures. It was, it was I, shocking Jamie, to uh, me. Jason, can you back me up, please? It was just shocking like, to me. Ma'am, ma'am, put your cast down. No. Please put your cast <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, oh, ma'am, <laughs> please put your blunt right. force trauma weapon, please. Y'all know who I'm going as uh, for Halloween? Who? Evan Hansen. God, it's right there. Oh. <laughs> Are you just going to sing? What's my favorite? The Waving uh, through a window. window. There it is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Copyright strike right now, but worth oh, yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Worth Sorry, it. 100%. Worth Jamie, when you think of an old Hollywood star, yeah. who do you think of? What's Jane the Fonda. first thing that could. Who? Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Yeah. And I think she's interesting because she's super old. But she's also kind of well preserved too. So she's oh, kind of like at the crossroads of what we're talking about. She has done here. the labor. Like she is getting that stuff delivered in bulk. You know what I yeah. mean? Like she looks great. But now I noticed she was on the cover of a magazine recently and she was photoshopped to the nth degree. And I was okay. like, they don't do this to men in the same way. Tom Hardy's allowed to just look like he's in his 40s. But Jane Bonnet, it's like, we, I don't want people to think she's in her 80s. We, sure. Guys, we can do the math. We, we know she's in her 80s. Like, let her just – because I think there's a balance between not looking like yourself, like, almost too much. Like, a Kylie Jenner – like, I'm not saying Kylie Jenner's not stunning, but, like, she was stunning before all the work, you know? Right. And she could have just been allowed to be who she was. But, like, Jane Fonda, she's aged gracefully, but she's definitely had a little nip and tuck. And that's the hard part is, like, once you get on that locomotive of managing appearance, you can't ever get off. Because right. you're taught, you're training us to perceive you in a certain way, and per, uh, training pe- uh, people to perceive you in a certain way. Um, and I don't know how to like gracefully get off of that whole spiral. Almost, you know who's doing it? Who's who has said, "I will not, I will not color my hair. I will not do any procedures." Robert Redford. He's who well, I think of. Of like, yeah, he well, aged. He, he aged. 
Period. He right? stored children in those crevices. Good it's Lord. It's a lot. Yeah. But it's Sarah Jessica Parker. And that, and she's a part of the dialogue right now because in the show that has now been renewed for thir- the worst show in television history has been, and that's, I'm, I'm putting, pitting that up against Joe Millionaire. It is the worst show, uh, and just like that, is the worst show. And I also watch it religiously because it's so bad. But Sarah Jessica Parker does not color her hair. Um, and does not do any work on her face. And people have been really critical, but it's like, but that's what she looks like. Like, why can you, you can't be mad about what she looks like. Yeah. But because she's- Take it up with her, God, y'all. I don't know what to tell you. I know. But then people go, but look at JLo. Again, JLo's lying to you. She's lying to you. And instead of being honest about the work she's having done and just being George Clooney about it, I mean, yeah, I got my eyes dead. They look great. You know, I feel like, and just like that was probably- it it didn't want to be the show that killed people with Pelotons, but I feel like it's probably a better show if it starts killing people with Pelotons, you know? Um, okay. So in terms of people not doing aging well in Hollywood, I think the best, the person, the, the couple of people who really did not handle aging well in Hollywood were Natalie Portman's parents, Shelly and Avner. Now, mm. the first problem that Shelly made is not only is she her mother, but she also is her agent. That's a mistake across the board. Don't make money off your kids. You're, it's never going to work out, right? But mm. the, yeah. oh, oh, okay. You go. You every cool little bit counts, things. guys. Every, every little bit counts. You know these these gas bills are tough. Okay, <laughs> I know that's right. I'm carting you around to all your sports. I would like you to monetize this ability if, if at all possible. That's true. You know? That's fair. So Natalie Portman's mom introduces her to Luke Beeson, who is a French filmmaker. FYI, that's all you need to know is if he handles age well. He's a French filmmaker. And he he himself, Luke Beeson, married five times to women who were always 20 years younger than him. And all of those marriages lasted less than five years. So that's who we're dealing with. And he makes the movie Leon the Professional, which was Natalie Portman's debut feature film. It launches her huge career. Leon is a hitman who lives down the hall from a family where Matilda, played by Natalie Portman, is 11 years old and they sexualize their relationship with each other. Yeah. Not great. And then she goes on again, Shelly, Natalie Portman's mom says, Oh, should she be in Beautiful Girls where Natalie's 15 and she sexualized and has the hots for Timothy Hutton, a man who was 21 years older than her? Yeah, I'm going to let her do that. That seems right. And so I just feel like that sent Natalie Portman down a weird path like yeah. for the rest of her career. And then she yeah. goes into Star Wars more movies and she's like supposed to have chemistry with Anakin, like sexual chemistry. And she's like, I, I so misunderstand what chemistry is. Right. And you're not, you're not old enough. I need you to be 64 like yeah. for me to be able to have chemistry with you. Yeah. So, it's tough out there. It's tough out there. Can we talk about some notable fictional old people that I feel like are just like a part of this conversation that we need to parse through? You know, I, I was trying to go through like good and bad, and there's really only bad old people. I'm kidding. There's some good old people. <laughs> um, but like I thought, uh, I'll cut through them really quick, and I kind of broke them into categories. So I had like a matriarch category uh, for oh. good old people. I have Olena Tyrell. She's one of my favorite uh, old people. The best. Just talking S-word to Jamie Lannister until the, the bitter end. And then you have Lucille Bluth for not knowing the price of a banana. I just feel like these are the kinds of depictions old people need in pop culture, you know, like spicy, sassy can still like, it's still like with it enough to like talk some trash to the younger generation. Absolutely. Uh, We have mother Abigail uh, from the stand. Um, uh, Aaron, do you know, have you read the stand? Mm, No, but I feel like this is a trap. No, no, just a, it's a, uh, I mean, some people think it's one of the best American novels of all time, but but you haven't read it. I mean, I walked right into yeah. it. That's fine. That's fine. Uh-huh. That's no, right. th- I'll read the summary. Um, af- okay, just see if this hits. After a deadly pandemic, humanity gathers into factions and seems fated to clash with each other. And people are forced to decide between 
an agent of absolute chaos or a 108 year old doesn't seem timely or relevant at all, you know, given our <laughs> no. current circumstances. But Mother Abigail was most recently played by Whoopi Goldberg, uh, and she's a symbol of goodness and hope. The, the, these are these are good things. No, um, I, I was going to put the Berenstain Bears uh, parents in here because I, I I don't know how y'all thought. I always thought the Berenstain Bears were like grandparents who had to take on the kids because something what? happened. Really? Because one's in a moo-moo and one's in like an old Farmer John. Like I've I lived during the Depression. <laughs> Like, that's not an unreasonable thing for me to arrive at. No, I don't think it's unreasonable. But, like, my mother wore a moo my whole life. Like, when I was little, she was always, like, she'd come home from work at the DA's office as a secretary, and she'd immediately put on a one-piece. She, she would put loved... on a shower cap and a moo and you yeah, would not comment bonnet. on that? That's a bonnet. Oh, I thought it's it was a shower a, cap. You know, she's wearing, the bear is trying to protect, she's trying to keep her hair not frizzy. Do you know, do you know how old they're actually, the bears actually are? Jamie, I want to let you guess. Uh, the mom and dad, you mean? Yeah. Like, in... In like bear years or in human years? In uh, well, I guess both, but we'll say bear animated Do bear bears years. Bears live as long as humans. I mean, I need some context. I need some boundaries. I gotta be honest with you. When, once, yeah. once I found out that donkeys can live to the thirties, <laughs> like mind blown. What? Because <laughs> someone just asked me once a donkey on the farm, and someone was like, right. "Hey, that's a great idea. Would love to see it." Just so you know. They could live to 35. I don't like that. that. I thought time. they were good and gone in four years. What? That's what I thought. Like live, like burn bright, you know? I'm going to say the Baron Say Bears were in their 40s. Okay, yeah. 40s. Aaron, do you have a guess that you haven't cheated on? I have not cheated, but I, I, this is a dress. This is not a muumuu. To be honest with you, I, I think I'm 40% on what a muumuu is. It's a maxi dress. I just thought a muumuu. Okay. Yeah. I don't know the difference between a muumuu and a maxi. That's my problem. That's It's a fine line. I will myself. say that's a fine line. It's close. Uh, Aaron, the aggregate age of the Berenstain Bears parents. And Jason, I want you to have a guess I'm going to well. go, I'm going to go 40s, 42, 40s. 42. Okay. 42. 80s. Jason, <laughs> 80s. Thank you. That's kind of what I thought as well. With tiny kids? Would you believe that the mom is 27 and the dad is 29? <laughs> Absolutely not. I no, looked it up is, on the internet. That's too far. That's it's gone true. too far. I know, no right? Way. That's insane. I just I assumed there was a there was a second generation of bears who went wild and were sowing their wild bear oats off screen, and eventually we'd get back to them, uh, but we never did. Um, so yeah, if, just, if just uh, dog back. years are seven years for every human year, I want Jamie to pick what the new standard is for bear years. Yeah, I think I'm just how long do bears live? Is it do does 20. a bear live? And are they brown bears or black bears? No, they're brown bears. Do you know and which so, ones to fight and which ones to like yell at? Don't do this, Knox. Don't <laughs> don't do this. Brown lay down. No. Black no. back up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's why I don't go on the long hikes. <laughs> Just fight. Basically, that's why I'm not in all Yosemite. bears. I just why I'm not going to Yosemite. I don't care how majestic it is. I'm not going to Yosemite. Like I'm not doing that. You fight all bears all the time, except for polar bears, and they'll kill you. That's allegedly, evidently like if allegedly. you see a white bear. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to be racist. What's the point. average lifespan of a bear? I'm looking. Sorry, I, ten years, but they can live up to thirty years. That's a big range. That's very short. That's so if a bear can live to 10 years, then that's a, also a dog equivalent. That's a seven to eight year life. You know? Do you want to know yeah. the longest living animal on earth? Turtle. No. Whale. No. Gator. No. I have I this. It's a clam and it's 507 <laughs> years old. Do you agree that you were kind of misleading? No. Because we all had like an active animal. Yeah. And you brought like a, like a mollusk. 
That's not my fault. And how do we know a clam is even alive? Like, how? What's their What's their movement situation? What's their oxygen? I am here on uh, animalsforkids.com, and what they have told me is <laughs> I don't like that. That sounds sketchy. That sounds like a That sounds like a trick website. That sounds like a white van with no windows. I didn't know Woody Allen was making websites. Ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, OneKindPlanet.org has said that uh, the immortal jellyfish is actually the longest living. That's true. That's actually true. Yeah. There is actually, yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah. Immortal jellyfish. jellyfish. If they want to, they can live forever. But I guess it's in the name. They're like, what do you want? That it's in the name. Yeah. It's an immortal jellyfish. Not mortal jellyfish. Dur. Right. Um, speaking quite, of lifespans. Do you know about these? I'm sorry. This. Wow. <laughs> no. Wow. Let's just here. here. You, just uh, so you, you know, <laughs> any Look sentence that starts with, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is y'all crazy. Y'all know about this? These things are Hit crazy. It. It. Listen, what guys, else? we're barely recovering from the Netherlands. Can we just like take a beat? Like we're barely recovering. Okay. What do we got? I'm back. What do no, we got? I'm out. I'm out. No. I want to know what you Listen, what you're excited okay, about. When the jellyfish be die, they don't actually uh-huh. die. They go to the bottom of the ocean and then uh-huh. they become static polyps and then they transform into what's called swimming medusa and then they go back into the polyp stage and they start all over again so they never actually die. Well, that feels like cheating to be immortal. You just become a new thing. No, you don't become a new thing. You you start over again. You're you're reborn because yeah but that's just re- reincarnation like i just see, get to be a new no, do you think caterpillars do you think caterpillars and butterflies like are they independent life spans Here's the thing or you know i don't think you know they, they they go back to goo complete goo that's right it's wild that's i think if you go back to goo you died no i don't I, think I, I agree died. no and you, you died and you came they, back to life they keep like a tiny bit of their breathing apparatuses i did a big study on caterpillars so it's all goo and a thumb so it's all goo and a thumb and that counts i don't think that it's not a thumb it's like lungs let's pause you did a quote big study on i wrote a whole chapter in the book about caterpillars and butterflies pdf or it didn't happen i want to see that i'll show it to you you can read it when it comes out in 2020 what a year and a half 50 years it'll come out and you can read it it'll be great i love it um speaking of lifespans i I had a patriarch category i just want to put methuselah in here um because i think he's important because he makes people believe that you can live a thousand years because you don't sin or there's a water canopy above FYI, earth. He doesn't make people think that. He yeah. makes men think that who listen to Tim Ferriss. Okay. That's well, who thinks that. I think there's a, probably a lot of evangelical ladies who think you can live to a thousand too if you just do the right thing. No, there is not one evangelical lady who's like, that sounds like I want to, I, I would love to cook for this man for a thousand years. That would You don't be think amazing. I can find one evangelical boy mom out there who you, thinks. Like, probably that trans woman, transformational woman, her, she probably would be like, I would wow. love it. It would be amazing. What a hezzy hay. What, what a hezzy hay. hay. Pump I fake. it. I caught it. I bit the pump fake. I did. Um, I also, he's uh, depicted in, I, I found this uh, painting of him, Christ leading the patriarch, uh, patriarchs to paradise by Bartolome Bermijo. I'm sure that's how you pronounce it. And uh, Methuselah in this painting has an absolute dump truck of a caboose. <laughs> I don't know why they gave him one, but he's got long hair, long beard, long glute muscles. But just a big old dump truck. Listen, back if there. I'm gonna, if I'm the subject of a Renaissance painting, I also want a big dump truck. Yeah, maybe. just like, make, just please make me thick in the britches back yes. there. Also, Jesus got a little bit of a male pattern baldness thing going, so I don't know what Bartolome was. You should keep describing to. this painting. 
This is an important painting. You know what's upsetting? E- Eve is upsetting in this painting. Eve is, Eve is a tough Yeah, yeah. It's not great. Painting. Queen of Sheba is in there too. Oh, and uh, I feel like she's kind of got it going on. But other than that, um, independent operators for old people, Wilford Brimley in the firm, uh, who this is my favorite example because he's been put up against a lot of people like Tom Cruise or whatever. But Wilford Brimley in the firm, he's 48 years old. <gasps> Um, which is the same I'm age as Ryan Reynolds. About to be now. 48 years old. I know. Well, there's Ryan Reynolds who's 48, and there's Wilford Brimley in the firm who's 48. Oh, and please say I'm you closer get to, to Ryan Gosling. Which oh, yeah. one you're closer to? But it's a very, it's very different. Uh, Popeye, he was. I think he was a pretty interesting old guy because I like that he was like, I'm just gonna, I'm a blue car guy. I'm gonna do my job. But like anytime yeah. I eat spinach, I could take over the world if I wanted to. And I love this lady. I treat her yeah. right. Like, He's like, when I eat spinach, I become super guy, and I could like throw her to the curve. Olive oil. But I don't. I stay with her. So, you know, he's committed to marriage. He's He shows restraint. I just think that's good. Um, Carl Fredrickson from Up, um, the saddest first 12 minutes of every any movie ever. Of any movie ever. Um, and then any 34-year-old woman on uh, every season of The Bachelor who's treated like she's Rose from the Titanic. I just love Seriously. that they do that. When they're, and, and the younger women are like, so what was life like in the 80s? Yeah. Was it hard? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it Can, was hard. Please, please, ma'am, ma'am, make the dial-up sound again. Make that ma- majestical, <laughs> like when you're using AOL. Uh, and then villains, I had Palpatine, obviously. I mean, I'm not he trying to make the case. He was dead, and J.J. Abrams brought him back. I'm so mad about it. I'm still so mad about or it. Or did it, were his just lungs in the goo, was he, and he was Did he come alive. a polyp, and then he rose yeah. back to the top of the ocean? An well, immortal- I don't like it. Man, Emperor Paula Patine. That's kind of cool. Oh, there honestly. it is. You found it. You found it. Uh, Yzma from Emperor's New Groove. She's ancient, but she's awesome. I love her. Um, Uncle Billy from It's a Wonderful Life for losing $8,000 on Christmas, um, which is the equivalent to $100,000. So this man had $100,000 in his hand that was going to save his bank in his like family's life or whatever. And he just walked off without it. Like that's what a villain. Sometimes you got stuff to do. You got a lot going on. I know. I know it's tough. Uh, any president of the Southern Baptist convention, obviously. <laughs> um, and then King Harold from Shrek, who was a frog, but became ogre racist, which is just like, come on guy. Not like cool, you, not cool. you know the deal. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's, uh, that's notable um, old people. Um, can we talk, Jamie? Like, was there anything, you know, as a kid or young adult or even now that like you were really emotionally invested in? That like you realized didn't age well. So for me, uh, listen, my whole childhood was defined by Celine Dion. I had her on cassette tape. I had her on CD. I listened to her in so many capacities. I loved her so much. When she sang in French, I was like, Am, should I become French? Because that's how I understood how uh, your background would work, your demographics. Mm. You could just yeah. become the thing you wanted to be. And listen, I loved her so much because I also love that she was from a family of 29 kids and uh, she just abandoned them. She was like, I am leaving this rural farm and I'm going to become Celine Dion. And yeah. she did. She became Celine Dion. And I also was obsessed with her romance with Renée Ajali. And I love that they were so in love and then they got married and she wore that big headpiece in Montreal. And it was one of the, it was like ro- a royal wedding. It was because so, to me, it was, it was like her and Mariah Carey also marrying another old man. You know what I mean? I just loved it so much. And then as now I look back on it, I go, oh no. Uh, she met Renee Angeline when she was 12 years old, already an iconic singer, and he was 38 years old. And uh, they announced their love was official the night of her 18th birthday because that's when it was legal for them to be in love. And they ended up married for 21 years and now he's dead. But I think until you threaded the needle 
I, until you brought Mariah Carey, I think I thought Mariah Carey had married Celine Dion. I didn't think they married the same guy. It's just when I thought of both of their husbands, I thought of the same guy. It Renee is got. the same face. Like, to be fair, it is the yeah. same face. Because like, yeah. I'm looking at Mariah Carey's like husbands and it's like Tommy Mottola and Nick Cannon. And I was like, wow, that's a, <laughs> that is a range. <laughs> you know it what I mean? It not work out as well. Ladies got range in a lot of ways. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Um, Aaron, what about you? Anything? No, this wasn't weird, Jason. It was just, I mean, her voice and her taste in men. God. Aaron, was there anything that you got emotionally invested in that didn't age well? well I feel like there's a lot. So, <laughs> there is, but... I think the biggest one is that on our very first date, Ben planned this elaborate, like very thoughtful date for us. And it consisted of like going to my favorite restaurant. And like he had given me all this clues because we were separated over the summer because we were doing camp on different teams. So he would like send me all these clues about where we were going and what we were doing. And um, it was, it was just this big hyped up thing. And at, at the end of the night, one of the, you know, one of my favorite shows as a child and one of his favorite shows as a child was obviously um, the Cosby show. And Ooh. so one of our, <laughs> so one of our, one of the things that he did was he made his whole family leave their house and okay. uh, he, he rigged up a, a blue light and he wanted us to go Ooh. dance uh, under the blue light like Claire and Heathcliff did. And it's, yeah. it was this really sweet thing, but now when you tell it, it's it's it didn't age well because it's because because Cliff had just roofied a woman backstage. Yeah, probably. Now right I don't think dance. Cliff did anything. Yeah, he in the text did of not the show. technically do anything. But I, I like your commitment to calling him Heathcliff. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard anybody I've in never my heard life anybody go that hard. For that, that's even just, the cat. That's his name. I've heard people call the Heathcliff the cat. Doctor Heathcliff yeah. Huxtable. That's his name. The Cliff more H- you say Cliff it, the Huxtable. weirder it sounds. I don't sounds, think it's It feels like someone's never gone back and watched it. Cliff Huxtable. No, they, his name is Heathcliff. You, you are correct in the same way. That's that, right. Like, his Christian name, as is yours, is Aaron Elizabeth A. Yeah. <laughs> you know. No, that's not even my name anymore. Like Knox is Randall. But like we don't call him Randall. Right. But like, we call him Knox. But, but people call him Heathcliff in the show. Do they? I don't know that I know that. Yeah. I mean, are you going to go back and watch or are you going to trust me? You know what? I love that you're like, prove me wrong, dummy. And I can't. And so checkmate. You're right. (laughs) Jason, anything you invested in that didn't age well? Uh, Gina Carano, uh, crush Mm. from American Gladiators. Ah, Tough. Yeah, I thought she was going to have a real career and uh, uh, got Mandalorian and that was wonderful. And then... uh, then she stopped wanting to do stuff in Hollywood. Let's just say she that. She got so. QAnon. She got yeah. QAnon. Yeah. yeah, it happens. My bad. My bad on that one. It happens. Um, okay, let's go. Uh, we did ask on social um, about uh, to our listeners things that didn't uh, age well. Um, Jamie, do you want to read through some of these comments? Yes. Yeah, so first is Jones Elise Marie who said, The moment in the Faith Adjacent episode, Sacred Cinema for Everything Everywhere All at Once, when Aaron says, quote, I have good wrist health. <laughs> Oh, I don't remember yeah. that, but oh, wow. oh, Jason, do we have the audio for that? I think oh, we do. Oh no! They've carpal always got tunnel. carpal tunnel. Yeah. Carpal tunnel. It'll, yeah. it's a it's a silent killer. I know it is, it is. a silent killer. Many people say that, Aaron. Thank you for uh-huh. you that have carpal tunnel, don't you? Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, you don't? No. Why did you say? Oh wow, silent <laughs> killer! But how dare you even suggest that I no, have that garbage, I have, gross disease? I have wrist. I have good wrist health. Oh okay. I do yeah. have good wrist health. It just. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I think because your wrist does breaks. Does someone who have two, does someone who has two broken wrists from a fall 
on a pickleball court, would you say they have good wrist health? Yeah, because you, I mean, I think you can have good wrist health and still have broken wrists. I, I mm, think that's I true. like the spin zone of like, actually, I pickleballed right. so hard right. that my wrist broke clean. Which is a sign of good I health, think it is. you know, good Absolutely. bones. Erin, are you cooperative would you, bones? Would you consider yourself because obviously you're the longest serving staffer here at the PMG, right, veteran, and you're the most frail. Is that right? <laughs> uh, no, I'm definitely not the most frail, and I think we all know who that is. <laughs> I w- I will co-sign that because before recording, when you guys had to meet in the middle for a box, and the idea of Jamie having to meet. Aaron in the middle no, was because I she wanted me to pick up something that I'm too short to pick up. It was like asking someone I to tried. run a half marathon impromptu. It was just like I'm no, not going to do, do that. It. Why? Dare you? This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're also predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, R has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting rframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. All right, picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after-work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps in my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chomp stick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chomp sticks come in 10 delicious bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone, or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. They're even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash popcast. Go to chomps.com slash popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. So the weather's getting warmer and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy, but y'all know how I value quality and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman 
and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcast pod. <laughs> okay, up next we have Amanda P. Monty who said, at the age of three, my little brother's favorite movie was I Know What You Did Last Summer. He even used a toy pirate hook to, quote, play murderer. A few years later, my parents got super evangelical and we couldn't watch PG-13 or rated R movies anymore unless thoroughly investigating on Focus on the Family's website. Both parenting philosophies did not age well. I will, I will say you don't have to get super religious to not let your three-year-old watch. Uh, I know what you did last summer. There's yeah, a middle ground there. Yeah. I don't think that's a, it's like, oh, the God I follow. Yeah. Or the God I don't follow. Like, I don't think that has anything to and do I with And I think it. to, to the, the kid's credit, he was playing murderer. Okay. Not like manifesting murderer. So I feel like he knew. But where does manifesting role. murderer start? Does it start with playing murderer? I don't know. I don't know. Listen, yeah. as a reminder, my dad, Chuck, would pick up hitchhikers. All the time yeah. while I was laying in the back window of our Chevy Chevelle. Yeah. And he also gave me a purity corsage at our True Love Weights banquet. So, yeah, Aaron, do you want to ask the follow-up yeah, or is, should what I? Is, what do you mean you were laying in the back window? Like you were laying on the ledge? That's where I sat. Like yeah, bait? that's where I like, sat. <laughs> I was got in the back. He made me sit in the back. This is pre... Guys, I'm old. This is pre... Seatbelt in the back. There were no seatbelts in the back of the Jamie, car. I did that too in Cadillacs, in my, in my grandparents' Cadillacs. You, you laid lay. in the window it was like of a cat. the car? It was like a cat in a sunbeam. It was delightful. Yeah. Right above that back seat. There was just, you, you know, you just wedged Where yourself in Where everybody put their beanie babies? Yes. <laughs> in the back? You got to put them beanie babies. You got to be proud and put those Yeah, those are investments. In you know, that's going to pay <laughs> those for are college. The front window. True. True. Cut too. Speaking of didn't age well, you know what I'm saying? I know. Okay, up next we have Bex Zeiner who said, I read and loved this insane book series set in the South before, during, and after the Civil War. It had a very, quote, war of Northern aggression point of view, along with enslaved people who loved their their kind masters. Also, it was very anti-Catholic. Also, the main character fell in love with and married her dad's best friend. You know, this, like, it starts in, like, there's nothing technically wrong with the first sentence, you know? Book series set before, during, and after the Civil War. Yeah, that could be interesting. Right? That could be yeah. great. Um, and then it gets weird really fast, o- almost to the point where it felt like this is going to be written by uh, uh, Jim Bob Duggar, you know, where it's like it's got all the beats that I feel like he'd be really obsessed with. That's right. Well, it was actually written by Martha Finley. I found the book series. It's called the Elsie Dinsmore series. Oh, and it was no. written between 1867 
So it was tight on it. We were on it. Like she was like, let's go. We just I feel like she's the got the good perspective on the war at that True, point. True. Fair. Later, 1867 you know. and 1905. They take place on various plantations in the American South. And uh, they she's living, Elsie is living with her grandparents because her dad's in Europe. And he mm. finally comes back from Europe and Europe. And all the books are about her learning to be good with her dad and the best part is this is literally a quote from the publisher the developing story hinges on elsie's attempts to gain her father's love while maintaining her christian ethics and her refusal to turn in those who bully her um it's a 28 book series it went on to quote be the most popular and longest running girl series of the 19th century selling 300,000 copies in the first 10 years and it sold 5 million copies in the 20th century Zondervan brought it back in 1998. And so there are a lot of people like Bex who read this. My favorite fun fact about the story is that it is mentioned in two classics. First of all, uh, Lucy Maud Montgomery used it as a uh, uh, deprecating terminology when someone says to Anne, I wish you were more like Elsie Dinsmore. That was cruel in book two. And then, I know, and then O. Henry wrote a parody of the Elsie books called Elsie in New York, mocking it endlessly. Love it. Uh, my favorite part about that is that Elsie's dad is like, this Civil War business is getting kind of hairy. I'm going to take off to Europe. Y'all just hang tight uh, and I'll be back when it settles. Uh, I know. know. And then what is Elsie left with? But Edward, the good friend who takes care of her, it says her knight in shining armor. And guess what? He's And it says uh, he helped her when other people were cruel to her. He's loved her for a long time. He greatly admired her from a young age. Oh. And it oh, says they have eight and they ended up having eight children because guess what men can have children way too long that's why you got to you can't do it you got to get married in your 40s as a woman you can't that way you don't have to have eight kids in a row like oh i like back, that back, 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 back. yeah you know that's 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 good coaching right there you know uh-huh. really like you go back in time like, hey, with jamie wait to the 40s and catholics are cool don't worry about them it's not a big deal cool. you know okay up next is rosalind nicole who said my husband and i work at a Christian summer camp, we were having our mostly college age summer staff over to watch a movie. You know what hasn't aged well? We chose to watch the year 2000 classic, Miss Congeniality. We all sat there in disbelief when we watched the scene where Gracie and her male cop partner, Eric Matthews, wrestle during training and he slaps her Pikachu. Not to mention the myriad of off-color jokes just peppered in there. Now we don't choose any movies pre-quote Me Too to watch with our staff without screening first because those early 2000s movies just hit different you know i don't know that i've ever watched miss congeniality (gasps) it's so good it is i feel like it's right up your alley is it really it's really good i mean that because it's not a classic rom-com and i think you would love how uh she makes fun of pageants and april 25th is the perfect date and you just need a light jacket like i think you would love all of it i actually think you would like it a lot Rosalind is making the case that I shouldn't like it because there's well, a... Well, I'm going to be honest. Rosalind, they work at a Christian summer camp. And I think that when you are super Christian, which I think if you work at a Christian camp, you're... You do have to be pretty Christian. Yeah. You've got to be super Christian. And you're not going to so, find this guy at a Christian summer camp. I'm because listen, it was like he had her Pikachu, but sometimes you get your Pikachu hit when you're wrestling. But was it know? like, I'm going to slap that's you That's not a Pikachu. euphemism. That's just when you're actually that wrestling. But was it like accidental or was it like, I'm, I'm going to attack you in, in the vaginal region? I don't think she was going to hit him in the... No, they were, she was they were training. 
Like they yeah, were, they were doing training at the FBI. They were at they were That's FBI agents. Then. Yeah. And then like I was on a road trip once uh in a conversion van, so it had a TV. It was very fancy. Okay. And we were headed to lead a youth retreat in a Were you in the church. window on this one or seated properly? I'm I just was trying to paint the, a picture. Well, to be fair, I was in the bed in the back. <laughs> I was. And we watched You've Got Mail on the TV and one of our high school interns who was a preacher's kid, asked us to turn it off because of the treadmill scene where Joe FOX and Dave Chappelle have a conversation about Kathleen on the news. And they, he, cause he, uh, that's when Joe Fox says, I, I said, you could sit and read for hours and no one will bother you. I said, we have 150,000 titles. I said, we were a GD Piazza, a place in the city where people can mingle and mix. I was eloquent S word. And she was like, Hey, can we turn this off? And we were like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I do think everybody's level of PG-13, it's often It's all about liability, right? You're just trying trying not to get blowback, like on yourself. Yeah, because I don't think there's no nudity in Miss Congeniality. There's no wild violence. It's very funny. I don't know. I feel like the off-color jokes are like innuendos. I don't know. You know, when I uh, briefly coached, assistant coached high school baseball, um, uh, we were on a road trip. And this was during the height of the Chappelle show. And I showed, uh, I guess it was. Oh, I'm already out. Whole, I'm already, this is well, already a mistake. Yeah. I did show them the racial draft sketch. <gasps> no. Uh, and I told my mom about that. Oh. And she was like, that, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, and I was just like, it's a funny sketch. I don't, like, I don't it know. It is a funny sketch, but not maybe presented by your assistant coach of your yeah, baseball team. Yeah, you just, it, it, you got to think differently about that stuff. That's tough. Okay, our last one comes from Olivia K. Halverson, who said, My sexual awakening, my childhood crush, the reason I stood under the lamplight at Blockbuster staring at the hot chick poster, Rob Schneider. Wow. First of all, thank, thank wow. you for your honesty. Let's not shame. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, there's, we do not yuck gums here. And I do yeah. think there is a certain light where he turns to the right slightly in the 90s where you could make a case. Like if Rachel McAdams is here for a good time, I too could be here for a good time. Like we I get about? it. We t- are we talking Deuce Bigelow? Are we talking the animal? Are we talking like what's the, what's the hottest Rob Schneider role we're talking about? Hubie Halloween actually, is the Benchwarmers, where he's like the alpha male who like has only but come alpha to, male compared to who else? Who else is in that film? Napoleon Dynamite and David Spade, which he is an alpha hey, male in okay. that record. In twelve years. Well, then, well, relative. I guess it is all relative. He's like, got some real leadership skills. Got listen, a great I swing. didn't realize because at first when she was like that didn't age well, and I was like, oh, because he's not. Cute. And then I forgot about the bullet points about what Rob Schneider has become. Yeah. And so I remember, okay, so this is what I found out. He was anti-vax. He's been anti-vax for a decade. He, State Farm pulled an ad with him and he said, um, State Farm had an ad with Rob Schneider? In, in the 2010s. And they pulled it because of this. He took issue with uh, California regulating his vitamin business. He does okay. still have beyondhealth.com. And he tweeted in January of this year, the FDA doesn't want Americans to be healthy. So they have a sneaky plan to restrict vitamins and supplements that already protect you. Vitamins in this country are completely unregulated. Like, completely you have no idea what they're putting in there like you've got what are you, are you rob schneider you're gonna let rob schneider pick your multivitamin no uh 2015 he, he he wrote a tweet to donald trump and said dear donald trump one thing i've learned from marrying a mexican woman and having a mexican mother-in-law is wow. don't piss off the mexicans and then he voted for him like okay. he came out publicly and said he voted for him and then he defended louis ck Listen, who hasn't pulled out their diglet? Like, what do you do? And then yeah. finally, he. I'll, I'll uh, say I have not. Uh, in in the context that you're implying, 
Uh, right, right, yes. right. And then uh, transgender, he said, everybody knows what a woman is. A woman is someone who gets mad at you for something you did three effing years ago. Okay. So classy on all you know, fronts. But, but she just felt something when she watched Deuce Bigelow. And can we not just like be like, that's a pure feeling. It didn't hold up. But like in the moment, that was that was that was an honest, true thing that you felt, you know. Yeah. And thank you for your honesty, uh, and thank you for your service. Frankly, uh, Olivia. Um, okay, that's our conversation on old people, uh, the interesting ones, not the boring ones. Uh, if you thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Knoxandjamie.com slash five twenty eight. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right, what are your red lights this week? It's time for rapid red lights in honor of my birthday. Okay. Red light to Sephora, who had $10 billion in revenue in 2022, but their website didn't work for three days straight, and they still have not commented on it. They are three days silent on social media. Adjacent, girls who make a shopping trip at Sephora a romantic day. Listen to me, Madison. You are so pretty, and I love that you're doing skincare so early, but this is a holy space that is already cramped, and then you bring Aiden, who makes fun of brow products in the benefit section, saying, oh, why are these even a thing, babe? Okay, Aiden is manspreading and mocking us all over for that safe space. And by the way, dear Aiden, if you're listening and I know you are, I could help you because it looks like you could benefit from some salicylic acid and some lip balm. Okay, next, red light to any millennials who think that Matthew Perry and the TV show Friends belongs to them. This show belongs to everyone. It is an institution. Also, if you're 35 now and you, you were in the first grade when Friends premiered, okay? You can have it, but don't like say, oh, are we okay? You're fine. Like, you're fine. Next, TikTok superstar and multimillionaire Charlie D'Amelio has launched a popcorn line at Walmart, which good for her. Launch a line. Who cares? You're a TikToker. It, you seem like somebody who should launch a popcorn line. But let me tell you, to celebrate, she cosplayed as a Walmart cashier, checking out her own products and was like, this is so fun. Hey, boo. I know you, again, Charlie, I know you're listening like Aiden is. And Charlie, uh, you cannot play pretend at a store that is known for paying its staff so little that its employees make up the largest recipients of food stamps in the United States. Okay? You can't do it. Next! My final rapid red light is about the vault tracks on 1989's Taylor's version. Now, to be clear, 1989 is, and it still is, my favorite Taylor album, with only three skips in 16 tracks in the deluxe. But Aaron and I share a grievance about the stunning song, Say Don't Go, being held captive since 2014, while the ridiculous Welcome to New York was allowed to open the album. Aaron? Yeah. Why would you put wel- like why would you put Welcome to New York, a song that is only good at the beginning of a uh, movie about pets roaming around a city uh, on an adventure mm-hmm. on the album yeah. instead of Say Don't Go? Like, explain yourself, Jack Antonoff. Were you tired after writing the chorus to Are We Out of the Woods or something? Like, what's going on? Are we on? out of the woods? Are we out of the woods? How hard no. is that? Come on. Mm-hmm. Like, no. don't. No. So, those are my red lights. I'm looking at some of these popcorn flavors. I got to be honest with you guys. I'm not impressed. There's Parm- three, right? Parmesan, it's- garlic, maple, bacon, and cotton candy. Oh, maple, cotton bacon. Candy. Come on. What are we doing? Very we cliche. Doing? Low ball. What, like, why Low we fix bar. Popcorn? That's what I meant to say. Bo- Listen, Orville did it. <laughs> Orville did it. I thought, see, okay, I thought you were migrating into sports, and I thought it was like like a bad pitch, like a low ball, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to discourage it, because I want to encourage all kinds of sports. Um, I've got I've got uh, one and a half uh, red lights. Uh, the Good Burger 2 trailer um, that's coming out on Paramount+. Plus. 
I was not a good burger person. So let me just like get that out of the way. Okay. Didn't watch it. Didn't need to watch it. Never felt compelled to watch it. Didn't feel called to it. That said, I don't know why we need a two, especially if Keenan Thompson was kind of went out of his way to avoid Kel Mitchell for a while into his superstardom. Now it kind of feels sad and the trailer is not inspiring any hope. It's it's a rough watch. It feels like a movie that wants to be put down, you know, like it knows it's bad and it's it's sad that it's bad, but it's just trying to stay alive so everybody can cash the check and just get released. I don't know what this is. I don't know who woke up and was like, we need to put this out on a streaming service. I don't know what Paramount Plus is thinking. Um, so that's the first red light. Second one, um, there's a movie on Netflix uh, released uh, recently called Pain Hustlers. Oh my Lord. I watched it and I, I want to red light everyone who says that it sucks because oh, I God. really enjoyed it. I saw the Rotten Tomatoes, which has been compromised. Uh, we know that by the interests of big movie review. So we can't even trust them anymore. Um, but the audience score is 71, critic score is 23. Is it 71? No, it's not 71. Is it 23? It's not 23. It's not it's a like 23. A, like a, a 57 to 64. That's the range I would put it in. Because I think I want to I want to red light people who are needlessly hating on mid movies. There's just some movies that are mid and that's okay. We Our entire generation grew up with movies that is like, that's not going to win an award, but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. And through nostalgia, we've talked about how great they are and we rewatch them. We're like, that wasn't that good. But I feel like we're, it's all like home runs and strikeouts now. And there's got to be room for just a nice low ball single. See what did there, Aaron? She just, just rolled Thank around. You. Low ball single. And it's not, it's not like changing any worlds or anything, but it was nice entertaining. This entertained me for two hours. Um, only Blunt's great. I think Chris Evans wants to be a dirtbag so bad, so bad. And I wish he could. I wish he could be more of a dirtbag. I wish he could be a good actor. That would be amazing. When he does his Boston accent, that's not good acting. I think it was great. I loved it. He, he, that's his, he wants to talk about no ma. That's who he is. I know. Like, that's, that's perfect. That's who he is. He's not you know? acting. Jamie, the best actors, they just be who they film. are. You know, it just like, yeah. it just like goes and out I, of their fingertips. I support the idea of mid movies. I do think you're right. Yeah. I don't think we should always have the bar so high. And I thought Emily Blunt was the light, but like, I also thought there's no way she read the script and was like, this is amazing. I think she watched and was like, I'd like to work with these people. It'd be fun. Yeah. And this 100%. would be a good hang. And I've done yeah. Gulliver's Travel, so this won't be the worst thing I've ever made. Yeah. I, I just think there, there needs to be room for ones that are just entertaining, but not very critically acclaimed. Um, so I thought, I thought it was fine. I thought it was really fine. I wouldn't green light it, but I'm definitely going to red light it, you know? <laughs> right. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, There's okay. room. The world's wide enough for all the things in between. Jamie, what is your green light this week? Okay. So our green lights as a whole are brought to you this week by Laura Beth Davidson. If you looked at our photos we posted from our live shows, then you know how gorgeous they were and you know how unique they were because they were done documentary style. Laura Beth specializes in family documentary sessions where she comes to your home and creates a time capsule of a day in your family's life. We promise those photographs will age beautifully and take you back in time. You can visit laurabethdavidson.com or the link in the show notes to learn more. Now, my green light this week is a book and y'all, I, I was startled by how much I love this book. It's called The Night Parade, a speculative memoir by Jamie Nakamura Lynn. And it is, I, I normally, I'm not, I, like, I'm always surprised by memoirs, you know, written by normals and oh. who are having like a pretty normal life. But when they're well done, and this one is top notch, it's so uniquely formatted. It's divided into four acts, which is a traditional Japanese structure, which uh, is her background. And she was a teenager with an undiagnosed bipolar 
disorder. And she struggled with extreme rage and she underwent an, an array of uh, psychiatric treatments. In the midst of that, her father was diagnosed with cancer and that up, did an upheaval in her entire family. And uh, she started to see that every that everyone talked about her mental illness and her grief as you have to recover from it. And she was like, but what if there's another path? Like, what if recovery is not the way? What if there's a way to live with this rather than recover from it? And so she ends up taking the story context and she builds it because she was like, all the the stories I remember as a kid, when they dealt with scary elements or demons of some sort, there was a different path. It wasn't just escaping. And so she builds it off. That's what the night parade is. It's based on a Japanese myth in which demons and spirits march through the streets at night. And she uses that in her format of talking about her story, including pregnancy loss. And uh, she kind of walks us through learning to live with the things that haunt us rather than escape us. It's inventive. It's vulnerable. It's poetic at every turn. It reminded me so much of crying in H Mart in terms of the way I felt after I read it. I just think it's going to win a ton of awards and it was so fantastic. So I highly recommend it. It's a great cover. I really like the cover. Isn't the cover great? Yeah. And oh, and that's, I'm glad you brought that up because her sister did all the illustrations and I read it on Kindle, but I've ordered it now because inside, and I could see them on my Kindle, but there's illustrations of all of the the components of the myth that she's building throughout and they're stunning. And so I highly recommend getting this book like holding it in your hand. So that's really cool. Um, and just, uh, I just want to be fair to the D'Amelio family. There's a fourth flavor called nice spice and I don't know what that means, but there is a fourth flavor. So just respect to them and their culinary empire. You think it's Um, salt and pepper. That feels like what they would do. Feels like just butter and salt, you know, and that's nice spice. Um, my green light this week, uh, is I've got two. Uh, the first one is another Netflix movie, um, that I watched recently. Uh, this is fair play. Uh, this is starring yeah. uh, young uh, uh, Han Solo and Baby Bangs from uh, Baby Bridgerton. Bangs. Yes, and man, this was um, basically it's the story of a relationship through the corporate ladder where we think um, uh, the guy is going to get the promotion, but what happens if Baby Bangs gets it? And she gets it, and she's shown to be really good at her job. And I think my my sense was that this was going to be um, a certain kind of movie where the guy just can't handle success, you know, with, where uh, Alden uh, Ehrenreich, which, God, that that name is just a journey for me. I just, it is. That's my, that's my Everest. And so just like credit to me for doing that and just like Good sacrificing job. Good job. for you people. Thank you. You made it to the, to the top. I know. I'm, on, I'm, on the, I'm in the death zone, you know, and I just powered through because that's like just the kind of speaker I am. Um, but I thought it was going to be like, you know, uh, Cro-Magnon man, like – a uh, girl can't do good and like gets really frustrated. It's not really that they really subvert that in a yeah. clever way. Um, and they do something interesting, interesting with it. And I feel like they really um, lean into the discomfort that a, di- a relational dynamic like that creates. Um, so it's a, I don't want to call it a thriller, but it's a, a, a nice tight insular kind of story um, about this central relationship dynamic. And there's some interesting elements on the periphery in terms of influences on uh, Baby Banks' character. Uh, but I really, I really like this. this is a I good movie. really like this movie. And it, it, did it have a 90s vibe to you? It had a 90s it did. vibe to me. It yeah. did. And yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It start. I will, I will tell you, um, it oh, starts. It- <laughs> yeah. There's like. Um, <sighs> Maybe that's the 90s I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of Basic Instinct. Yeah, like some of these movies, like you ease in, you're like, oh, what's the vibe? Okay, I got it, got it, got it. This one, it's like it's sex on a sink at a party. So like you gotta 
you got to know your surroundings, children-wise, juvenile, and otherwise. Listen, I would argue that for the most part, I don't think you can show this at your uh, Christian camp gathering. Your summer or can camp you? gathering. I don't know. You can be like, this, this is what power dynamics looks like, guys. Yeah, Rosalind, you know? just be aware. Just be aware. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, and then I'm also going to uh, green light. I've talked about it a couple of times, uh, but I'm, I'm going to formally green light. Uh, Astra Era, uh, this is uh, Ashley's uh, business that she's got. She's been launching, uh, launched when you're listening to this uh, uh, earlier last month. Uh, and it's basically just a um, a, a business devoted to uh, curation. Uh, they describe themselves as a curated constellation of goods to wear uh, uh, and for the home, all for the leading lady. Uh, uh, this is Ashley and her friend Amy. And they're, uh, basically how it functions is they're doing little drops of pre-orders well, where they will come up with a theme for a concept um, and it'll be uh, in relation to a famous leading lady or an archetype of a famous leading lady. Uh, so far, they've done the anti-hero collection and they let off with a show pony like Cowgirl uh, collection. They actually did a video shoot where uh, they both dressed up as Cruella DeVille and Miranda Priestly. So good. I had the most complicated feelings. Uh, <laughs> they about were very hot. Both of them are very I ordered from that collection. I got oh, a cardigan. I can't wait to get it. Yeah, it's the, they have like hats, they have sweaters, they have jewelry, they have purses, uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so I encourage everybody to go to shopastraera.com or you can search them up on Instagram, shopastraera. Uh, and they also do a monthly email curation. Uh, so you can sign up and get um, they're They're both very stylish very fashion forward. So you're going to get like the, the cutting edge of all the cool stuff um, that uh, someone like me doesn't even understand. Like, oh, how I works. didn't under, uh, cause I was just like, cause the cardigan I bought was called the look what you made me do cardigan. Yeah. And it was so cute. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull this off, but I'm going to buy it. It looks so pretty. Yeah. The, the, they do a really great job and I'm, I'm really proud of her. It's just, it's a tough needle thread when you're trying to make something happen professionally. There's yeah. not enough margin and you're self-conscious about talking to it too much or talking about it too much, but then you got to talk about it. Cause that's the only People will hear about it. Mm-hmm. There's so much noise and people are all trying to do their own things. You're trying to be a good spouse, good parent, good sister, good daughter, like all that stuff. It's just really difficult, but uh, I'm, I'm really happy and proud of both of them. So make sure y'all check that out. Uh, and that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And before we go, Maria, time you do shopping on Amazon, make sure to go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So your purchases are a fairly link or fairly item purchase using that link this week was Jamie. This is just Hormel fully cooked bacon. Listen, this is 4.6 stars, 2,900 ratings. And listen, my favorite question, and it was the only question I found, was asked, nutritional info, calories, protein, sugar, content, saturated fat? Don't worry. Bryna came right in and said, look on the package. (laughs) Thanks, Bryna, as always. All right, you guys, don't forget, if you are listening before 5 p.m. Central on November 1st, Wednesday, you still have time to snag some merch. This will be our last merch launch of the year, so we would love for you to grab some fun things inspired by the podcast and our other show, Faith Adjacent. Also, you can sign up for Note for the Audio. We have a fun email newsletter coming Friday. Again, we will not sell your data until we can really make some cash off Mm -hmm. of it. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on the internet at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.
This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Iwear.com, code POP. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com